0: Hello everyone, John Thornett here. Welcome to another episode of the Speaking Pharmacy Podcast. Great to be with you all. Now, as we're recording this, there's this howling tempest going on outside, where there's lots of rain and wind and everything like that. And so, outside the door of this little studio we're in, it's um, very loud with the rain on the tin roof. But inside here, you wouldn't know what's going on because it's completely silent and it's wonderful. So, I hope you're all good. I hope you're good. So, what's been happening at Peak? Well, I've been on holiday. And that's really cool and hence why I'm working because that's how it goes. Um, so <laughs> that's just the world. That's just how the world works. So I've been on holiday and uh, try and take a little bit of R&R. Um, but in saying that, um, last week I was at uh, speaking at the Perth leg of the Beatrice One Day Summit. Uh, that was pretty cool to do that. That was really good. Um, also last week I was at the UWA... Uh, UAMPS, as they call it, the UWA, Master of Pharmacy Student yep. type thing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I um, now, I was there talking to uh, the pharmacy students there, and that's an immense amount of fun. Talking about uh, pharmacy ownership, I was there with uh, uh, finance broker Julie Bishop. I was there with uh, uh, pharmacy out expert Shane Moyle. I was there with myself apparently, and I was there with Andrew now and Guild WA president, and so all of us were talking to the students there about pharmacy ownership and everything like that, and that was that was a hell of a lot of fun. And um, what else has been happening? Um, what what's happening with um, uh, women in pharmacy?
1: Yep. So, hey, it's Sarah. I'm here again.
0: So I'll I'll just start talking to you. (laughs) I'm
1: in every podcast episode behind the scenes. Um, But yeah, so Women in Pharmacy, we are planning an event to tie up the end of the year. I cannot believe that I'm thinking about the end of the year, but it's true. So that's just the
2: way it goes. So yeah, that's
1: the way it goes. So a sundowner will be um, to be determined on date. Watch this space. Yeah, watch this space. But um, if you just, I'm going to do another plug quickly, sign up to the newsletter and the mailing list.
0: Yes, of course.
1: Yes. <laughs> Always
0: throw in the plug. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So th- I know that the, the team are working very hard behind the scenes on, on lots of things like yes. that. Yes. And uh, we're certainly in the, the froze of uh, the 23 compliance work. So that's all yes. flowing and, and going out, which is good. Valuations are coming in again. Yeah. So it's all flowing. It's all good. All, all things happening. So, Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you, to this wonderful lady sitting across from me, a, a wonderful lady by the name of Lucy Sheehan, who goes by the name of the Wound Educator. Welcome.
3: Thank you, John.
0: Welcome. Welcome oh. to our podcast.
3: Yeah, it's so exciting to be here today. Of, of
0: course <laughs> So tell, tell me about yourself. So well, let's not get into the Wound Educator part just yet. Let's go through the point of how you got to that point of deciding, I want to do this. So tell me about your experience and working background and, and yeah. tell me about that.
3: Yeah, sure. So I graduated back in 2010, so that's more than 10 years now. Yeah. So I can say it's about 13. Yeah. And then after I graduated, I worked at Community Pharmacy Group in Melbourne and All right. Yes, yeah, okay, so I yep. was from there. Oh, you're a Melbourne yeah, chick. That's right. Oh so wow. Moved to Perth, yep. but before that, we uh, I did internship at the, the community, and then also graduated and became pharmacist and became a managing um, yep. pharmacist. And then we had uh, one of the workshops. So the group QPG was very focused on services, yep. and I was really into the professional services yes. area. Yes, yes. So yes. yeah. So Jess Sussman is the wound care guru. Yeah. Professor, he um, runs a wound clinic in the hospital in Austin right. yeah. with a whole team of specialists. So he did a workshop for us on uh, wound care, yeah. and that was just eye opening. And he took us to the hospital. Ah,
0: so that's where the seed was planted for. Yeah, you.
3: Right. that's right. And I thought, wow, this is incredible because yeah. I had no idea pharmacists could be involved in this and yeah. the, the types of wounds and uh, treat that he would treat a yeah. lot of them. So, what
0: was your serious. view of a pharmacy up until that point?
3: What was your view of a
0: pharmacist?
3: I thought it was just really exciting with all the different possibilities and mm. I was just trying to figure out what I was interested yeah. in because So I, you're
0: pretty much aware of the potential scope of what you could do. Yeah. It was just where do I go? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
3: yeah. So you know, so I really honed in on that area later yeah. on though. So mm. after I moved to Perth and got engaged and yeah. to a birth voice, so yeah. that's why I'm here. And then I was part of the Triple Seven group, which is yes. also yes. you know, very service orientated and yes. that's what I aligned with. Yeah. Yeah. And then so I decided, you know, I just wanted to do a bit more than just being a professional services yeah. pharmacist yeah. and specialise in something. Yeah. So I did the HMR course yes. accredited pharmacist. Yeah. Med reviews, that was really good yep. uh, and enjoyed that. And then also did the postgrad in wound care. Oh, so
2: okay. that
3: was also started um, by Jeff Sussman yep. at Monash University and I did pharmacy there. So I did, it's an online yep. postgrad course, so yep. about one and a half years. Yep, so yep. I did that. And then um, started establishing a wound clinic in yep. the pharmacy that I was working at. Okay. Yeah. And it worked really well because we had generally an older demographic. and yep. And there was a lot of people come in with skin tears and cuts and grazes mm. and burns and post-op wounds. And at the time, well, before I did the course, so we would just, you know, be giving out whatever they wanted, like Betadine or Savlon. Yes. Dettol, and those are those yep. generic things and band-aids that yep. all pharmacies have in stock. Yep. And yep. we pretty much just give them what they want and then just uh, well it's a transaction really. Yeah. There's not that much advice Correct. associated with it. Yeah, yeah. But then after, you know, the workshop and the wound care course it just gave me so much insight on what's evidence based and yes. what's What's um, current practice and part of the guidelines? Yeah, yeah. And what's actually outdated? Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of those product recommendations and advice yeah. around wound care are very outdated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can often cause more harm than good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I started that service in the pharmacy mm. and um, slowly the word of mouth spread and people started knowing that we do wound care. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because of my postgrad, I also did some uh, chronic wound care as well as acute. Okay, um, And yeah. then I like, worked with our allied health professionals, like doctors and yeah, yeah. nurses, um, uh, dermatologists, uh, surgeons, mm. and they started referring patients as well. So yeah. that's how it all started.
0: Yeah, okay. So where did the idea of the wound educator come from? Because up until this point... As a pharmacist, you clearly identified your, your, your niche and your speciality. But to take that and then to the wound educator like you're doing now, what was that spark? What, what made you think this is what I wanted to, I want to take this further? W- where did that come from?
3: Yeah. Well, firstly, it was just from the lack of education available. And particularly for pharmacists, because I would go to a lot of wound care events to upskill and network with other wound clinicians and experts in the field. But I would be the only pharmacist and there would be all nurses, podiatrists, which is great, but I thought, you know, where are all the other pharmacists? So I really wanted to build this platform or community where um, we can access these wound care education and events Mm. and increase the awareness to pharmacists as well yep. as other allied health. Yeah. Um, so I started that wound educator platform to mainly, firstly, as a social media resource so people oh, can okay. So it's more like your,
0: an education thing and more yeah. of a, uh, like a, a community-based thing than, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah,
3: And then it grew to actually starting a wound care course yes. for pharmacists and yep. team. And that came about from a wound study that I as part of the uh, with UWA students, actually, so I do oh, okay. wound workshops for them every year, so a lot of them would know about our wound service. Yeah. And um, yeah, so one of them approached us to, uh, to do a wound care study yeah. and research around patients' experiences in community based wound
2: clinics.
3: Yeah. So I thought, you know, that's a great idea because we've got a few pharmacies trained. Mm now um, and have started room clinics so we um, recruited uh, these pharmacies and pharmacists yeah and the students did all the interviewing most of the work uh, but um, we found a few five main themes that was really interesting yeah yeah um, so we looked at, at one was accessibility of the Service, so they thought. um, uh, The patients thought that it was very accessible in terms of you know the location Mm. and the uh, timeliness and flexibility of appointments available, and they thought it was affordable given the level of service that they were given uh, provided. Yeah, yeah. And we also looked at um, the comprehensiveness of the service. So, You know, they we had a consult room. We had um, equipment and facilities set up there. And um, uh, they patients got continuity of care and wound care advice. Yeah, advice yeah. So that they thought that was uh, really brilliant because they don't always get that. Yeah. And then the, um, the competency of pharmacies that were trained, they thought that they were very professional and they were confident about their level of expertise. Yeah. Um, but there was two areas that we found that, c- that patients or participants thought could be improved. Mm. And so one of them was uh, awareness of the wound service. So yeah, yeah. A lot of them said yeah. that they didn't know a wound service existed, yes. particularly in the pharmacy. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they thought that it should be better promoted.
2: Yeah.
0: And then Sarah and I are nodding our heads. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yes. that's right. You're
3: <laughs> like, what is that? Um, and the last was uh, expansion of wound care services. So not just
0: chucking a Band-Aid on and catch you later. Yeah, that's no. right, exactly.
3: <laughs> that's what most pharmacies uh, we are trained to do, unfortunately. But there is a lot of potential to grow the services and one of them actually said, a quote, um, that every pharmacy... In every location in Australia, should have a wound care service pharmacist available because it's such a great service. Yes. So that really is a little hint to everyone listening
0: to to this. Yeah. Wound care service. Make sure you've got it.
3: Yeah, (laughs) 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 that's right. So that's where sparked my idea of, oh well, why don't we train more pharmacists? Because I'm only one person. Ah, so that's that's where
0: the original idea was. That's where the seed was planted. Yeah.
3: That's right. right. So okay. that really got me thinking about how to do it.
0: So tell me about your journey then, in as the wound educator. So from that that spark, from that that little seed that was planted, tell me about your journey, and from from there to to where you are now.
3: Well, then, so after um, I actually created the course, yeah. oh, there was a bit of work involved in doing that because
0: just a little bit, yes, yeah, yeah. so
3: just a little. So I started that, and then. Um, it was all uh, about how I can design it for pharmacies and because a lot of the courses now are designed or to um, to allied health professionals like nurses mm. or um, other allied health that might have, wounds that are very different to what we see in the community pharmacy. So we wouldn't be utilising it much as well. Like in my course that I did, a lot of it was relevant, but a lot of it also wasn't very relevant. Yeah. So if you've got... Wounds that you know, require surgical debridement, for example, mm. that's outside of our scope of practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's so much we can do in terms of the acute care, and um, that in the pharmacy that we haven't been equipped to do. Yeah. Just because. But well and truly capable
0: of doing. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. So that scope of practice is there. You know, pharmacists can do wound care, and it can go beyond just the basic first aid. Yeah. yeah. And uh, beyond just giving out a product. It's about you know how we can build that patient um, loyalty yep. and uh, give them a point of difference because they can get those products anywhere. Like They can go to a supermarket and get some Dettol or mm. Betadine. You're not making any difference by letting them just pick that and take it to the counter yep, yep. and a lot of those are actually um, cause more harm than good.
0: Oh, interesting. So it can okay. be
3: toxic to healthy cells. Yeah, yeah. But if we are educated pharmacists to do that, then we'd be able to, we're equipped to give them that advice. Yeah. And then often like take it a bit further yeah. to actually, oh, how about, can I have a look at your wound and see what it looks like? Yeah. Because like, I have no idea what a patient's wound looks like if it's covered under their clothes or right, they're yeah. just describing it because it could be completely different. Yeah. Yeah, so then um, that gives us that opportunity to go, you know, how, how do we select a product or treatment plan based on what that wound looks like? So yeah. that's what I've been trying to create, that model yes. where um, yes. pharmacists can use that to, to start that service. Yeah, okay. Uh,
0: and so that then launched the idea of I need to develop a course. Yeah. And so tell me about the process then of putting that course together.
3: Yeah, well, it wasn't it wasn't a breeze cuz you have to look at all the evidence out there, yeah. in terms of international guidelines and national guidelines and the scope of practice of pharmacists, so you'd look at, you know, the professional practice standards of pharmacy. Mm. And and also um, the Wounds Australia, which is our peak body in wound care prevention and management. And that applies to all wound clinicians, allied health across uh, Australia. And how do we pharmacists uh, ensure that we meet those standards as well? Mm. So trying to gather up all the evidence plus all the standards and guidelines and, and then trying to Sort of put it together into a condensed sort of, um, yeah. Because they can talk about wounds forever and ever, Mm. but patients, like sorry, pharmacists won't don't have that much time. Yeah, we're time poor. There's so much, um, uh, you know, education out there. Yeah. So how do we uh, compact it into uh, really condensed? So I managed to be able to do that maybe over the course of a year.
2: Yeah.
3: And through also collaborating with other. Um, supporters, room companies, yep. that we're re- really keen to to help yep. and support because a lot of them will would deal with uh, pharmacies and pharmacy groups and their education is often, you know, they uh, have to be you know, based on their products. Yep. So that's, um, I guess, the point of difference with mine is that it covers all different types of dressings, the like category dressings. I'm not looking at a specific brand yes, and yes. look at this type and category and what the purpose of that dressing is and when to use it based on the wound. Yeah. yeah. So, but they were really supportive of that idea yeah. and they also um, became my sponsors as well. Um, and then also had that w- had to work out an accreditation process because they want it to be a formal yep. course yes, where yes. you know pharmacists can get accredited points. Yes, so then yes. approached um, Psa yes, to yes. to get that accredited through the Australian Pharmacy Council, yeah. so that it is directed at pharmacists, and um, so that took a while to get through, but they were quite very very good with it all, yeah. and um, they just um, walked me through the process, and I got it accredited, and then um, the it's a total of nineteen credit uh, report points yeah. after the part one and part two. So yeah. that all came together um, and then put up all the content online and yeah. made up the videos.
0: So then, no, no, how long did the course itself take to put together? It was about a year, I think you said? Yeah,
3: yeah, probably yeah. around the s- span about a year,
0: Yeah, I'd say. So then you had the course, then you got to put website together yes. and then all, all the, the socials yeah, that goes along right. with it. Yeah, okay. So yeah. And of course you're... Pharmacists like the the that business acumen is not something that's trained. So how exactly. did you know sort of what to do at this point?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's um. I guess you're right. Like marketing isn't exactly our forte, and we haven't really been taught that. In uni. Sarah's nodding,
0: <laughs> that's
3: right. <laughs> we could do a lot of uh, help from you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was um, learning through. Oh, I d- actually did do a um diploma of business and it's called something like um, New entrepreneur- Entrepreneurship right. um, Incentive Business sort of course Yes, and that really taught me how to get ideas off the ground and look at things like insurance, um, yep. collaborators, yep. the marketing and the promotion side of it yep. and how to launch it and get it into Um, a website and what websites and platforms to use because there's so many out there Um, and it can be very hard to pick one that suits my needs. And I had to find a platform that's going to deliver the videos Mm. as well as the course content and quizzes with limited attempts. So it it was quite a bit of like fishing. Yeah. To work out all of that and how to which one to choose yeah. and when to pick what, so I think that course helped a lot. And then just also looking at other, um, uh, you know, people who have started a similar business mm. and what they've done to yep. to get get their business on yep. um, out, out there.
0: Yeah. And so, how's the course now being received? So now it's it's uh, how, how how long has it yeah. been been out and uh, like finished? Been yeah. Out so the public for?
3: I launched it in. Early March. Yeah. So it's probably been just uh, just about half a year.
0: Okay. So and and how's it yeah. how's it gone? How's the how's since it's been yeah. made available to yeah, the yeah. public? How's it gone?
3: Yeah. Um, well, I'm loving the whole journey of it. And so once I started launching it, I got a lot of emails and inquiries because I was able to, you know, start the early bird registration, and a lot of people signed up and yeah. just um, enrolled into the course. Yeah. And they would first part is self-paced so they will go that uh, do that on their own and then um, that but there's parts of it where it's interactive or yep. um, I would p- ask them to post up their answers a response to yep, a yep. case study yep. for example and then I would comment on that so there's some kind of um, feedback yeah and then they will continue the course until they finish to part one and then when they get to part two um, the workshop is interactive and it's face what well, oh uh, it's interactive but it's online okay so, yeah, 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 yeah and it's hands-on so we would s- I would send them so I need um, to call
0: in a relative, look, can you just uh, <laughs> just cut yourself open just so I can yeah. fix you up again, right?
3: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so demos where they actually pr- uh, get to practice, uh, wound cleansing and then they'll have a dressing pack yes. with all the, um, uh, the saline, the gauze and uh, dressing packs as well as the different range of topical antimicrobials and dressings that were covered in part one of the course. Yeah. So they will get to feel and touch and, and actually apply it And part two, I will talk about the different types of wounds. You know, Mm. this is a burn and this is a post-op or this is this type of infected wound. Now, um, what is the protocol to treating that type of wound? So you've now know how to assess the wound, which is great. But now you have to apply it using a selection of dressings.
2: Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah.
3: Yeah, so they get that sort of hands-on practice and a lot of, um, so I've had probably three so far. Three mm. workshops, and I think they were they were really keen to actually um, try out yeah. what kind of dressings there are out there and yeah. w- when to use what because it's not just the dressings; it's about you know actually assessing um, the type of wound. Uh, so that was really interesting, and the people some some people were uh, like really already know quite a lot based from part one. So part two was just practising
2: yep.
3: and um, giving them a bit more guidance on you know, what uh, what are the alternatives to this scenario and when would you refer that to a doctor or someone. Yep. And then we also looked at compression stocking. So I think that's something that pharmacists don't know a lot about, mm. but it's an area that's lacking in the community because we have so much um, air, uh, growth in that area. Yeah. And you can potentially mark that up a lot as well in yeah. a business sense yes. because
2: yeah.
3: it's hard to find a pharmacy that has a good range of compression stockings. So those ones that you pull on to help with like conditions with varicose veins or um, yeah. uh, like uh, DVTs or people with leg ulcers. Yes. So they're really, really important. Yeah. And GPs don't keep them because they just... Um, it, it can't possibly keep all the sizes yeah. in yeah. the yeah. small area that yeah. they have.
0: So it's like a, it's a great opportunity then for, for pharmacy owners and pharmacists to yeah. really expand into this. So you, you're saying before that because um, obviously you, the, the course has been quite well received. Mm. Um, so do you, do you feel as though within the farm the within the community of pharmacists that they are looking for, this type of like further education want to specialise themselves? Do you you feel like pharmacists are heading down this, this path and wanting to know more?
3: Yeah, I think a lot of individual pharmacists are looking into areas where they can expand yeah. into, and it's not just about you know community or hospital pharmacy mm. nowadays. It's all there's so many different areas that you can, and I have yeah. a lot of people ask about how do you become a credential wound care clinician, how do you start a wound service,
2: yeah.
3: and um, or other areas of uh, you know, professional services that you know, pharmacists can get into. Yeah. So I think it's um, a really but um, interesting space for yeah. pharmacists to get into yeah. wound care because it's not as saturated as a lot of other yeah. areas.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, being such a, it's a, um, amongst any demographic, there, there's a, a, a need for that service, isn't there? Because yeah. everyone at some point in time is going to hurt themselves or do something. Yeah. And, um, you know, to... Um, there's no point going to the EDs and there's no point going to the doctors because then you've got to wait for two weeks and there's no point. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then to have that service within a pharmacy and just rock up and think, oh, can you help me? Um, it's 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 one of these things that, how come it hasn't been yeah, done exactly. more before? Yeah. And it's that sort of this, like these blinding flash, the obvious, but why haven't people done more of this before?
3: Uh, that's I'm still trying to work out. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but It's good trying. to see your
0: courses really um, is been picked up by, by pharmacists wanting of to, wanting to know more about this.
3: Yeah, and um, I think it's a great opportunity for owners to yeah. look at their staff and, you know, the type of pharmacists that they've got, who I thought it was really interesting at the um, pharmacy forum. Yep. The talks there, and one of them was about you know uh, having the right person in the right area. And if you've got a consultant pharmacist and you put them in the dispensary, they're just going to get bored out of their brains. And I've yep. been in that situation myself, so I know exactly how that feels. Yep. I wanted to step out of that dispensary and just yep. do anything that yep. is um, more um, uh, specialized than yep. just put, you know sticking labels and. Um, wound care was just something that I could use clinical skills and yep. as well as that patient rapport building because mm. they start telling you their whole life story sometimes. And you get to know them so much better when <laughs> you're in a private contemporary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you've got uh, the other skills that you learn as well, um, like with um, collaboration with other allied health professionals and being part of that primary care team. Because yep, yep. um, I often would say someone, and if they've got a venous leg, also a diabetes foot would and I need some further investigations done, I would write up a letter, send them off to their GP or their specialist yes. and yep. ask them, you know, can you get this um, result for us? And a lot of them were very really happy to. So we won't be working, even though we're not in the same... Area of practice in the hospital in the GP clinic, they were we were able to communicate to help yep. the patient get the best outcome, and that's
0: exactly how it should be too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, so because we're, we're in this very interesting environment, aren't we, with with pharmacy business where you got this thing of sixty day floating around? and Look for the audience may or may not have heard of it. Um, just a little hint of sarcasm yeah. there, <laughs> um, and. So there's this need within pharmacy of right. I'm about to lose 150 180 grand of profitability. I need to fix. It. I need to find strategies to fill that hole. Now, whilst we can go and talk about pricing strategies, and changing hours, and and, and um, you know, changing rosters around and things like that, there's this other side of well, we need to start finding ways of bringing new income streams. Into, mm. the, into the business and this one's really interesting of pharmacy owners uh, listening to this and think hang on there's an opportunity here for a new service that can bring an income stream of which there's unmet demand for it so, so tell me mm. about that f- perspective from, from an owner's perspective and how this can sort of start filling in some new income streams because you've, you've, yeah. you've, you've, you've been there in, in a in a far- in a pharmacy practice setting, and you see it mm-hmm. work.
3: Yeah, exactly. And um, I understand there's a lot of stress and anxiety at the moment with these changes, and it's Ooh, just it? yeah. yeah, really um, hard yep. for pharmacists and owners. But I agree with you on and I heard one of your podcasts is, you know, looking at what we can control yep. and how do we can upskill ourselves and our team yep. to provide uh, more impact or more um, uh, better outcomes for our patients and build that uh, loyalty. Yes. So, and looking at, you know, be really laser sharp about what services to implement. Yep, yep. Uh, and... I'm a little bit biased, but I would go for wound care yeah. because it's uh, it's an area that um, hasn't been done well and no. it hasn't been done all at all yeah. for most pharmacies, in fact. So you really haven't got much competition out there. So it's very unlikely that the pharmacies down the row next to you is going to have a wound care clinic or wound service. Mm. And if you look at your wound care planogram, Um, most pharmacies will have like a row of Betadine or Savlon and several rows of Band-Aids and um, very limited in terms of topical antimicrobials. Yes. You might have some um, hydrogels, which is not a local antimicrobial. You might have um, some bandages and all of that, but Mm. very basic dressings. So there's S- so much potential for the area to grow in terms of more advanced dressings yep. and more topical antimicrobials that you're not going to get uh, at any pharmacy or at any supermarkets
0: yeah. and you mentioned the compression stockings and yes stuff exactly as well. and yeah. that's
3: a h- another huge area yep. is that the compression stockings is often you know a- is an area that people just can't find when they Find me. they're like, oh, I've called several different pharmacies, about five different ones, and I've come like, you know, over half an hour to, to find you. Yeah. You know, so it's it's so rare, but why is it so rare? And so you know, if you also look at the uh, revenue in terms of, you know, how much is, is your wound care section generating? Mm. So when we started, it was, you know, one of our probably quite um, sundry... Categories, yep. it just doesn't make very much. The gross profit margin is very low, hmm. like twenty or thirty percent, because a yeah. lot of those are yep. really price sensitive products Correct. because you can't raise the prices too yep. high. Yep. Uh, but once we started keeping those um, more advanced dressings and um, topical antimicrobials and st- compression stockings, we were able to you know, increase the profit margin by up to you know fifty percent. Yep. So you've got you know something that you can. And you know, double the your cost price off, yep. because you can simply they can't simply get. But then that you're anyway. also
0: getting a lot more volume too. Yeah, because by the time you start getting your reputation, but as well as yep. promoting it and 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 letting the community know of the services that you offer not only are you getting higher margins, but you then you're getting that much more volume. Yeah. And, you know, you don't need to put your business hat on then to figure out the, the, the revenue stream. Here.
3: Yeah, exactly. So the growth has been exponential. So that's probably one of our largest categories yeah. in terms of profitability now. Yeah. And And then we look at, you know, the... The, the pharmacist's time, of course, we need to charge for our time now and the service fees, so the structure of that. Yes, yes. Um, it still has to be incorporated. <gasps> Heaven forbid
0: that we actually <laughs> charge for service. Yeah, I know. Wow, right. what a concept. We new? should do more of this. <laughs> Again, just a little yeah, hint of sarcasm. There.
3: Exactly. Yeah. We need to double it, <laughs> in fact, and um, somehow be funded for it eventually. Yes. So um, hopefully, you know, the eight. CPA will look at how pharmacists are going to be actually funded for our time and yes, services. Yes. Uh, but in terms of wound care, there is uh, some funding coming through, yeah. and Wounds Australia is um, looking into that and trying to get um, all Allied Health on yeah. board, and oh, how how, how you know consume um, wound dressing consumables yeah. can be funded. Yeah. So I think pharmacists need to be really equipped to to be you know no, we are ready to go we can provide a service and we've got these dressings yeah so give us funding because we've got no skills we've got no um nothing on the shelf that's going to offer a, 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 a service then like really there isn't yep. we're not going to be fighting be able to fight for anything
0: that's right yeah so um we, we'll have pharmacy owners listening to this at the moment and they're uh, thinking about their own pharmacies and thinking about well, what strategies you going to employ here to start filling the gap. And they're listening to this. What would you suggest pharmacy owners start doing if they want to build in a, a, a wound care service into their pharmacy?
3: Yeah. Well, I would look at, you know, have you got the space or... Really all you need is a consult room and um, preferably a sink.
2: Mm.
3: And then um, ideally a bed so the patients can sit on it and lie on it. Uh, But there isn't a lot of investment because it's basically um, dressings and consumables that you would stock and, and you increase and look at the range for that. And then look at education. So that's probably the main thing because if you don't know what you're doing, you can't say you've got a wound service. So if you're, you can choose maybe... One or two, ideally at least two pharmacies mm. who are interested in this area because if you've only got one and they're not here, then no one else is able to continue yeah, that. redundancy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Succession. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So at least two or um, three team inmates that are, can be wound care champions. Mm. And, you know, you can have assistants as well who can help support that because if the pharmacist is not available, the assistant can and talk to the patient. And a lot of my patients come from just being booked in because they've spoken to um, another team member who've told them, okay, don't use this. Ideally, it can uh, harm or cause more harm than good. And what we could recommend instead of, but it would be um, great if you can see our wound care um, uh, clinician lucy who's um here on these days and i can book you in yeah and so all of when i go into the pharmacy i just go and see wound patients in um, your days booked yeah out. that's yep. right yep. so and then i'll follow them up so rebook them in within three days or so, so yep. until yep. their wound is completely healed
0: yep. so we need the stock range um uh, but we also more importantly need to select two three people depending mm. on the size of the pharmacy of course Um, two three people who can jump onto your course and know what to do and then training becomes very important yeah but then there's the next part of community awareness Mm um there's obviously the 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 team need to be trained but then the community need to know that the service is available as well so Mm -hmm. how do you go about that
3: Yeah, it is um, one that you would apply to any services, really. So if you've got any. Apart from talk to Sarah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Talk to John and Sarah (laughs) on how to get that out there.
0: (laughs) Shameless self promotion.
3: (laughs) Truly. And um, (laughs) so that is. Really important because if no one knows about your service, yep. then you're not going to get any traction there. Yep. Um, so marketing, the promotion, the signage, word of mouth and um, talking to other doctors and local health services around your pharmacy,
2: yep.
3: um, getting brochures your brochures out there. And introducing it and actually just start doing it yeah. otherwise you won't be able to get any experience um you might run a pilot so you might say you know we're um, um running this for a month and test it out and see yeah. how we go and then come back and evaluate what has uh what has been good and yeah. what hasn't been so great and how can we improve that yeah. Uh but it really helps to get everybody on board and going, you know, we've got this wound service and get those consistent messaging. Mm. Because if one person says, you know, yeah, that's gr- yeah, go ahead, just pick that one and um, that's, that's fine. And another person say, oh, actually, don't use that. Um, and like we would recommend this instead. It's really inconsistent and confusing for yep. patients. Yep. Yep. Um, so we get a lot of that with, um, unfortunately, with allied health. Um, different uh, sources yes, coming yes. through so patients yeah. get really confused and yeah. um, so pharmacists and the assistants in the team needs to be on board with the same message and um, of the wound care update uh, for pharmacists and teams which is yeah. available on the website yes. you can get a good general basic idea yeah. of um, the, the types of Acute wounds and the types of um, products that yep. are recommended nowadays, yep. so that everyone has that same basic level knowledge. But then you've got your wound experts who, then you you um, say those are my wound champions, yep. and those people are and you know, who you put on the brochures or signage to to yep. get their names out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, given your experience, then you're um, clearly able to help pharmacy owners introduce. a a wound care service into their pharmacies can't you?
3: Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yep. So I can help support in terms of the education, which um, the yep. pharmacists or the owners can enrol for their team. Yep. And they can also provide, you know, one-on-one sessions or yep. mentoring sessions on, you know, if you just need a bit more guidance on how to get it started. Yes. And, you know, what kind of, su- which suppliers to choose and how do you get, like, group discounts? And knowing sort of know. what
0: stock range to have. Yeah, what's uh, and economical. Cause what sort of systems that you need within yeah. the pharmacy as well. Yeah,
3: that's right. And the protocols and a documentation because we need to act like and think like consultants yes and so we need to document our consults like yes. a doctor or other health professional would yep. and char- and that's how we also um, uh, charge for our time and also uh, it's evidence if um, if we get audited or anything like that that you know this is there is a plan here this is the treatment goal this is the treatment plan and what is the rationale for the selection of different types of um, uh, treat uh, dressings, for example. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got that um, evidence there. Yeah. But um, yeah, th- there needs to be that uh, the protocol. Mm. And that formula, um, I use a model called ACED yeah. or ACED wound care model. So that's all part of the course and that'll guide the uh, pharmacists and owners on uh, how to um, create a structured wound service so that it is evidence-based. Mm. And it is um, uh, going to work or yep. be implemented once yep. you actually get started.
0: And great for um, owners in this current environment of where there's um, you know, there's a new service here that they can add on that every community, regardless of where they are in Australia, you know, needs this mm. type of service. Yeah. And knowing that there's not a lot of pharmacies who are doing it well... Um, Know, there's sort of little competition there, mm. but knowing how, how value, valuable it can be.
2: Mm.
0: Um, and also to not only for the pharmacy in a business sense, but great for the community to have that service available. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it's also good for the pharmacist to be able to, train themselves up and to be specialised in, as, uh, as you said before, like consultant pharmacist mm. should be specialised in something. You're, you're ticking a lot of boxes here. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, 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 that. that's really, ex- it's really exciting. And where can, um, so in regards to pharmacists who are interested in this course, uh, where do they go?
3: well they can head over to the website so it's just www.thewoundeducator.com.au or the social media pages the wound educator um, and that's on facebook Instagram and LinkedIn.
0: Yes, Um, because we do follow you. (laughs) Yeah.
3: And then if you follow John, you'll be able to see this podcast and hopefully get some insight on how to start a service.
0: And, um, yeah, so for the pharmacy owners themselves, Mm -hmm. um, how would they get in contact with you if they're interested in in uh, using your services to try and bring a service in, how would they get in contact with you?
3: Yeah, so you can either um, go through the website yep. or the pages or oh, my so they email. Yeah, contact you through yeah. that, right. Yeah, and the email is info at the au. So yeah. I can um, answer questions anytime. And there's also a, a Discovery Core button on the website. So the oh, main okay. page, you can click on the Discovery um, Core and you can get like a. You know, a, a a uh, free 15minute chat on you know what um, whether this is suitable for your pharmacy yep. your demographic area but I think it is suitable for every pharmacy um, Oh, I would think so yeah. yes <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. right and how to how to get it started yeah um, yeah so happy to have a chat with anyone
0: it's, well, it's been wonderful to talk with you because I've been I've been uh, quite interested in in following your journey because we chatted Two three years ago that we met for at um at uh, I think that was at uh, Steve's in Netherlands wasn't it Yeah yeah um that that we met there and we started uh, talking about this and to see where you are now you've got the course going you've got the website going you've got students coming to you it's really exciting to see um where where how how far you've grown and and where you've taken this but it's also to know the potential here for, for pharmacists to expand their careers, but also for owners to introduce uh, a new service and to bring in a new revenue stream. So it's great work you're doing. I really applauded what you're doing. So well done.
3: Thanks so much, John. Thanks for your support. And, yeah, always, always.
0: Thank you very much. Now, Tea with JT, into the jingle. So welcome back, Sarah.
1: Hello. <laughs> I've been <laughs> here. <laughs>
0: So Tea with JT. So I've been speaking a lot. You have. And I'm going to continue to speak a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I've
0: got um, so a couple of exciting things I've got coming up. Um, as we're recording this, I did the Perth leg of Beatrice last week. I've got Adelaide coming up next week. Then November, I've got Sydney um, yes. for Beatrice, which is really exciting. Um, in mid-October... I've got uh, speaking with um, uh, at Westpac, yes, um, all on um, uh, which is a current topic at the moment mm-hmm. of uh, valuations in the current environment and how we're dealing with things. Yeah, and um, and then as I found out today, the uh, Pharmacy Choice and HealthSense Roadshow, oh. uh, which I'm speaking at, so that'll be Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane which is uh, mid to late October as well that I'm speaking there. Um, and that's really exciting. So I've got, a lot, I've got so a lot of exi- talking coming up.
1: So exciting. Um, you know I love it when you speak. So and you
0: might actually see me in the office occasionally, I'm, hey? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's okay. I'm happy if you're out speaking. <laughs> I think that's great for I'm everyone. Pretty, I'm, pretty,
0: I'm pretty good at talking.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, oh, no, it's very exciting. Um, and hopefully some of our listeners are able to attend one of those, or yeah. if not, I'm sure there's more coming yeah, up. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you have a uh, you have a good news story for any of your clients in the marketing world? I'm throwing you in the spot now. Ah, uh, yeah, I've I'm had not allowed to do yeah. This.
1: So I've had a client that's been working with us for this calendar year on their social media strategy. They're a beast of a pharmacy, and they're doing really well. Oh,
2: that's good to hear. But
1: they're now taking it to social media. Um, they didn't really have much involvement before that. And yeah, we're seeing some really good results, 30% increase on key service bookings, but also the overall reach is, um, so total reach is how many people are seeing their content and it's getting, ticking over to the thousands Yeah, and they've started to really utilize their email marketing, which is my fan favorite at the moment. Oh,
0: it is (laughs) because you and I know the potential of that. And and database. how how yep. it's so underutilized. Yeah, and that's something and extending that even further to what we call data mining.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm um, understanding. I'm actually putting. I sent off a blog for a review today, all about talking about setting up buyer personas, understanding who your different audiences are, so then you can yep. separate your database to make sure what you're sending through to everyone is relevant to them.
2: Yeah. Because
1: yep. I'm more likely to open email that. Is of value to me or my family. Yeah. Um, For me... I wouldn't engage with stuff that's more targeted towards, say, males over 55. There's no point sending that through to me. No. And I'm pretty sure that um, sending through that you have a breast pump higher to someone that's over the age of 55, that's yep. probably not going to really relate yep. to them as but well. That's,
0: that's fantastic. i <laughs> so, yeah. not sure what I'm going to yeah, do it, um, really Yeah, good. sure. Yeah. So
1: that, that's really important, especially now. And these are kind of things, cost-effective things that you can... Yeah. I'm just thinking with 60-day dispensing.
0: To really target those analytics and... And it really comes down to really understanding your your community and your mm. target audience and really delving into what are the needs of my different target audiences in my community. When you know that and you can target your communication, that is just so effective. Yeah, cause we
1: need to be creating reasons for them to visit your pharmacy outside of filling a script. So yep. listening to Lucy today, I was definitely nodding my head a lot because I think health services is definitely data mining, s- database and then l- really... Yep. Selecting the services that are key to your audience yep. um, yeah. is powerful. And,
0: of course, thinking about um, uh, Lucy's service here, and I'm th- I'm thinking, uh, you yeah, if you're, um, you look at your database and you've got mums and dads who are anyway from the age of, you know, uh, Thirty, forties, etc. They've got kids in in primary school, <laughs> yeah. high school, um, particularly boys who are forever hurting yeah. themselves. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was you know, just thinking to the be lads. to have that service, and um, you know, your, your your lads at footy training busted himself. Yeah, you know, just just call home via via Lucy here at the pharmacy, and she fixes you up, and you go home all all, all, all fine and dandy. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you think you can logically look through. Look through that and you can see the potential of that.
1: Yeah, and, like, your grandparents with the fall, like, the... And then he like, saw as I'm actually going through some stuff with my um, in-laws, grandparents, and, yeah, figuring out changing the dressings and stuff. And yes. it always is at, like, 8pm on a... You know, when the, the GP's closed, having right. that accessibility yep. for a local pharmacy. If you got later opening hours, I think something like wound care would kind yeah. of align.
0: And, yeah, and again, like, like, targeting... Um, those communications to those who are 50 60 mm. why 50 60 because they're making decisions for their elderly yeah, parents
1: that's my in-laws are making it for their parents yeah, so yeah, yeah yeah anyway we so could go on we for could a go on this for ages <laughs> so um
0: so thank you everyone for listening Lucy, wonderful. Thank you so much for coming in. Absolutely a pleasure to have you. Thank,
3: Thank you so much, John. Well, that was my um, privilege. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> oh,
1: that's lovely.
0: <laughs> so we'll see you again on another episode of Speaking Pharmacy podcast. Look after yourselves. Stay healthy. Keep smiling. See you guys. Bye-bye. bye bye